0: And welcome to the podcast, Simply Chat with Sam and Leanne. Um, it's just Sam here today. Leanne is is, is busy helping other couples, so um, I hope we don't get bored of my voice rambling on. Just a quick podcast today. Um, I'm just going to explain to you the difference um, between the system and the processes with Denmark and Gibraltar. Obviously, they you can both have, you can have wonderful ceremonies in both of the locations. But the document requirements and the way that everything is processed and things like that are slightly different. So I just wanted to quickly explain to you um, this kind of stuff is really interesting for me. Maybe it isn't for anybody else. So if you are one of the rare ones that finds documentation interesting, then I hope you will enjoy this. uh so as i said both both locations are really really lovely and they're both um really simple for documents um as in there's not many documents required in order to to come out with a with a valid marriage certificate so for first i'll start talking about denmark now obviously we all know about denmark it's um a european country it's part of the schengen area Um, It's a Nordic country as well It's beautiful in the summer Really, really pretty And very, very cold in the winter Wet, uh, windy, uh, snowy Uh, (laughs) So it's not for the faint-hearted in the winter But if you do manage to get over there in the winter You will absolutely love it Because, of course, the Danes have this this great thing called hig Which is cosiness and they are all about keeping warm uh, and cozy all the way through the winter. Anyway, this is not a tourist um information report for Denmark. So just to um go through a little bit about the Danish process with you all. Um in January on January the 1st 2019, so almost coming up to 2 years ago now, uh, the Danish government changed the way that the marriage applications were processed. Previously, we used to make the applications directly to the town hall where the couple wanted to marry. And each town hall had their different rules and regulations. um, And they had their different document requirements, different presentation details. Um, So it could have been quite complicated for those who don't work in the industry, who were going to marry and make the application directly. So they they uniformed it all um, in January 2019. And now all the applications go through a central government office called the Agency of Family Law. This is called the Familiherisette. Now, that's my best... Best attempt of saying it in the Danish language, Um, but it translates as the agency of family law. And here there's a group of people um, who go and they will look at each and every application. So what you do when you make the application is that you upload it onto the secure server with your documents and um you will be signed a case worker, so this case worker will look at the documents and and they'll they'll approve the file or ask for further information. so each case is looked at individually uh so if there's any kind of complicated or or things that you want to explain or something like that it's that's great because it just goes to one person and you'll always communicate with that one person <coughs> excuse me. As the, um, once you get your approval from the Agency of Family Law, I just wanted to say that you can marry in any town hall in Denmark. So you will specifically apply for one town hall in the application. Once you get the approval, the electronic file will be sent through to the town hall that we put on the application, but this can be moved. So it's not kind of like the one. One one town hall only you can marry in any town hall. And it's our job to to call around the town halls and find out who's got availability and space um, on the date that you want. Um, So just a little bit about the documents that are required for Denmark. Um, They're really, really simple. Um, We would need uh, ID documentation, so passports. If you're a non-EU citizen, then we would need a copy of the full passport, every single page, even the empty ones, including the outer covers. If you're an EU citizen, then just the information page of your passport or the front and back of the EU ID card. Uh, UK citizens at the moment they fall under non EU so we need the full passport for that. If you are a non EU citizen residing in the EU or an EU citizen residing outside of the EU we would need the residency permits for that. Um if you have been married before then we need the full and final divorce decrees. If they are EU divorces, then we won't need any legalizations on them, nor if they're from America, Canada, Australia or New Zealand, anywhere else. We would need legalizations on them, but we can let you know all of that, um, which way you get them from and what exactly you need. After that, we would need what we call a relationship document. Now, this is something that our couples really, really enjoy doing. Um, it's, a, it's a document that we make ourselves or you make yourselves, um, including just a short synopsis of the relationship, how, why, where you met, how you've integrated into each other's lives, um, some photos of you two together, some of you with families and friends, um, some screenshots of some call logs, um, messages between each other if, if you're not living together. Um, So that's a relationship document. As I say, you can send that through to us in bits and pieces and we'll make the document for you um, just to try and try and make that easier for you. After that, we would also need, if you have children together, we would need birth certificates showing both of your names. And if you're registered as living together, then some proof of this. This can be uh, a utility bill or something from the registration office of the town where you're living. In terms of documents, that's it. There's a couple of pieces of paper that we need you to print out and sign that we will send them over to you. And that's it, really simple. Um, once we have the documents, what we'll do is that we'll we'll arrange them properly. The Danish marriage office are wonderful. Um, so nice, so helpful, and they really do bend over backwards. They are so particular over how you send documents through it's really, really important that we send them through as scans, high quality, colour scans, all four corners of each document showing. Um, they're just really fussy about this. And we sound like such naggers, Leanne and I, when we're asking our couples, oh, could you rescan this? And oh, can you send this to her again? Um, and I'm forever apologising. But they, they just reject documents. They're like, no, can we have another scan? Can we have another scan? They're not clear enough. When we make the application, they have a, a time limit of five days. So they have to get back to us in five days, either with an approval or with an request for extra information. If they request for extra information, there is then no time scale on how long they need to get back to us. So it's so important that we send over the most perfect file that we can first time if we do that you get your approval in five days and everybody is happy once you get the approval um this is sent through to us uh, by email and then the copy will go to the town hall that you applied for some town halls we can pre-book dates for you so once they get the file everything's there everything's confirmed some town halls They'll wait to receive the file, and then they'll let us know the availability. Some town halls will receive the file. We can book the appointment, but there's a certain time scale that we cannot marry within, for example, Frederiksberg, which is a gorgeous town hall in the center of Copenhagen. Um, they have to receive the file, and then there has to be a two-week wait. So you can book the appointment, but it can't be within the following two weeks. Um but, but these are all the the little nuances that that we're here for. This is why you're using a, a wedding agency. So that's the process in Denmark. It is quite straightforward. Um the you know, with our couples, you know, we'll talk you through every step as we go through with it. Um we'll we'll make sure that you're fully comfortable and fully, fully happy about the process and what we're doing and everything. We we never can just take the documents off you and then speak to you. The day before a wedding date or anything like that. We always make sure that, that everything's looked after for you. So that's Denmark. Now, Gibraltar. Um, I don't know if many of you have been to Gibraltar before. It's such a quirky little place. I love it. It's it's part of the UK, but it's sacked nicely on the bottom of Spain. So you have all the, the English things. You have pubs. You have fish and chips. You have or, or Sunday roasts. But it's it's England with palm trees and sunshine. Um, It really is just the most wonderful little place, a great place to spend a few days. I was there a few months ago and just thoroughly enjoyed it. But it gets really, really hot in the summer. I went in August and um, oh, my goodness, it was so hot. And I had all this walking around to do and taking photos and it was just really hot. Um, but I, I did find shelter in a couple of pubs along the day, so no need to feel too sorry for me. Uh, <laughs> the process in Gibraltar is equally as simple as Denmark, but slightly different. Um, everything is there's just one registry office in Gibraltar uh, on Secretary's Lane. and everything is done through the registry office uh, registry office office. Um, So they have five or six um, wonderful people there who will check and validate documents. So first of all, the the documents um, that you need to marry in Gibraltar are passports, just the information page for EU and for um, non-EU, a visa to allow you entrance into the UK if needed, uh, if you're non eu and, and you need to enter you you need to be able to get into the uk um we would need birth certificates now these have to be the original birth ticket birth blah, blah, birth certificates and they have to be the long version and they have to show the details of your parents so your parents full names and their profession so um in the uk you will usually get the long version, um, but you just have to if you don't, you just have to request it. Again, with the US, most South America countries come as a long version anyway, but you just have to be 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 double sure. You will need uh divorce decrees for any previous marriages. Now, for men, you will just need the decree. The full and final decree for women, you actually need your previous marriage certificate as well. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Sorry. You'll need your previous marriage certificate as well. Now, this is just to follow the, the name change um. so they can see a full trace of that. So for women, you need the marriage certificate and the divorce decree for men, just the divorce decree. And that is all for Gibraltar. Now, the difference between Denmark and Gibraltar also is that the day before your wedding in Gibraltar, you have to present the original documents. So you will, you will have an appointment at, at COVID times. I'm recording this. So if not, then you just go to the, the, the registry office the day before and you present to them the original documents, original birth certificates, original marriage certificates, original divorce decrees. They will then give you an affidavit um, of of being single now you will take this affidavit to a notaire's office now we have a, work with a wonderful notaire's office which is 3 minutes walk away from the registry office so when our couples are getting married in Denmark we will book them appointment at the notaire's office they'll be ex- expecting them you um, and you'll go and, and just take the affidavit, complete it in front of them. They'll sign it and stamp it for you. And then you return to the registry office with this. Um, and then everything's set for your ceremony the following day. Um, in terms of the, the processing for Gibraltar, um, we send them the documents through by email, it's clear and colour scans. And then we wait for them to offer us a date. You can request a particular time and date. It's a very busy registry office. Uh, we find it a lot easier if we send them a list of dates in order of preference, about five dates. And then they will allocate you the one that the, the nearest one available to the one that they've got. Um and then you're set to be married. Now you can apply in Gibraltar for up to one year before the wedding date, which is great. I know that a lot of people when they're doing their summer weddings, um, you know, they want to get everything booked. They want to book the flights. They want to get everything organized, you know, because obviously it's, it's in southern Spain. Um, it gets busy. Flights get expensive. Um, so we can do it up to a year in advance, which is great. Uh, and that's Gibraltar. As I said, it, they're both wonderful places to to marry. Liam um, and I, we've visited both of them multiple, multi, multiple times. I think that's how you say it. Um, you know, so we, we've been to both of the locations. We know how it works. Uh, we work so closely with the registry office and the agency of family law and all the town halls. Um, but I hope that explains to you somewhat the difference. Um, I hope that somebody has kept on listening till the very end. Um because that's 15 minutes of talk about documents. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed it. All right then. Um, looking forward to hearing from you all. Bye.